This mini-movie review will contain adult language, mature situations, Victorian literature analysis, discussion about period-correct costuming, debate on character analysis, minor spoilers, and alteration of story plot due to one's own agenda. Listener discretion is advised. Sparkin mini-movie review, Little Women. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Sparkin Mini Movie Review, Sparkin's podcast, where we talk about new and recent films, give you a little overview of our initial thoughts, and if it's worth watching or not. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, what's up? Hey, I'm Greta. Now, we didn't watch this film during its release. We actually watched it a couple of a month later, so put that out of mind, because the Emmys are coming up, and this is a film which... Well, we had to wait and watch. And it's actually a pretty cool one because, let's be honest, the director has the same name as you. Woohoo! Go unite Greta's of the world. And this is a film which actually is the seventh adaptation of the world-famous 1868 novel written by Louisa May Alcott. Can't believe there's seven adaptations of this. I'm assuming... That's right. I can't believe there's only seven adaptations of this. Part of me is like, okay, the reason why they did this is because every so often they remake literature classics into films so you could show them in class. It's like, okay, here's another adaptation which we could show class. It won't be as dated. And it is such a classic book. And it is like the beginning of the girl power, like, movement. Like, when you have to read this in class as a girl, you're like, wow, they're kind of badass. And while we get into this, let's actually... Do the last pimping. Remember, check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. Email us personally at Zan, that's X-A-N at Spirekin.com. And let's get to it, shall we? Because as we said, this is a, this is the adaptation of Little Women, which it's a, well, it's a based on a very old story, but it's done in a very unique way. And unlike the other adaptations, it doesn't start at the beginning of the book and work its way through. You start kind of middle end you know over halfway through and flash back which I thought was beautiful like it felt fresh to me and I've watched the adaptation I've watched the you know the um television version the remake the the modern version all those other versions yeah I've watched it like a million times now before we get into the basic plot let's get into the the characters themselves we have Timothy Chalamet as Theodore Laurie Lawrence, who is, uh, he's a character that, how do we put it? He's supposed to be a little bit annoying. He's like from a privileged family, educated, has a lot of money, you know, spirals down, but ends up, ends really well. You have Tracy Letts as Mr. Dashwood. I really liked him as Mr. Dashwood. Like that whole, um, that was a new thing for me having an editor in there is he so he's a new character not from the original book yeah okay so you had him as mr dashwood you had um luis gerald as friedrich bear who is a interesting character a love plot line yes you also have chris cooper as mr lawrence the grandfather of uh teddy lawrence lives near the March family, kind of benefactor to the youngest March. And let's get to the March family themselves. You have Meryl Streep playing Aunt Marsh. Oh, I who love is Meryl Streep as Aunt Marsh. Trying to 
help them find a husband, looking down on the family. You have Laura Dern as Marmy March. She did a... And is that her name, Marmy? Or is that just a... That's what everybody calls her. It's like, hey, call... Like, you know, when you introduce your friends to your mom, you're like, oh, what do we... Do we call you Mrs. So-and-so? Do I call you mom? Do you like, call, call you Zan's mom? It's like, call me Marmy. Okay. So that's just... It's an... Oh, all right. I was kind of confused. I didn't know if that was her name or whatever. So you have... As our main characters, you have Elsa Scanlon as Beth Marsh, Florence Pug as Amy March, you have Emma Watson as Margaret Meg March, and finally, Seorsi Ronan as Joe Marsh, our main character. Josephine March. I thought she did such a great job as Joe. Um, and when I first knew that Emma Watson was in this and she wasn't Joe, I was so confused. Like, why are you not trying to be the heroine of this, the girl power? Because she's such a, she's such a, um. You're thinking of Hermione, though. This is. No, I'm thinking about Emma Watson. She has spoken out about, like, women's liberation things, like talking about, um, being open about their sexuality and very, very um, a feminist. And when you think about Josephine March or Joe March, like she was kind of like the first feminist you're introduced to because she's like, no, I don't have to get married and I'm not going to marry you just you because you're wealthy. I'm going to do this on my own. I don't need anybody else's help. And so I thought like, why is she going to be Meg who wants to marry the guy and is all like lovey-dovey? But I loved her. And I liked, what's her name? Um, Sayorsi Ronan. Yeah, I liked Joe. her. She did such a great job. Because she had to carry the movie as um, as the main character. Yeah, she did great. Um, so, for those of you who, who don't know what this is about, <clears throat> long story short, this is the coming-of-age story of the March sisters and all the trials and tribulations as they grow up. Each of the March sisters, something they each have their own personalities, and it's them becoming into adulthood or life in general. The youngest... Beth Marsh is super shy. She's also a pianist, um, but she's like incredibly talented. But she's she lives Sick. at home, doesn't go to school. She's not well, healthy enough. She's had scarlet fever. She gets sick a couple of times throughout the book. Uh, she and this is during the time when scarlet fever or other diseases can lead to a death sentence. So we'll leave that there. You have Amy Marsh, who is the Second youngest, but you could see she is essentially the middle child. She's, I'm not good enough for this, I'm not good enough for that, so I'm going to be the center of the tension. I'm going to do my best to be, look at me, look at me, look at me, and be horrible to my family. And hopefully things work out for me. And this film does give her, it makes her a little more tolerable, but you despise Amy. Next you have Meg. Meg is the oldest. She's the one that is supposed to um, follow through, do this thing. She's supposed to be, she's genteel. She's the one who's supposed to make a good match in marriage because that's really the only thing women could do back then other than go on the stage. They could marry wealthy and then that would help the family with a little bit of the money burden and things like that, especially a family of only women. So Meg, as when the story opens... She's the hope that she'll make a good match and marry wealthy. 
and that may not happen. She may go for her heart, and then finally have Joe March. Joe March is, if you want to say it's an allegory for Louisa May Alcott, she is. She is the self-insert character. She is someone who is independent, who is intelligent, who doesn't want to marry because that's what you're supposed to do, and doesn't want to be just this. She wants to be uh, successful on her own merit. She wants to be a writer. She does nothing but put pen to paper all the time. She and her sisters have their own little club where she writes plays and they act it out. Um, she sells stories to the newspaper under a different name to try to make a little bit of money and a little income and help. Um, but she's so fiercely independent and non-traditional. And this film focuses on them and their life in a way which it's very... Like, last time we talked about um, Birds of Prey, we didn't go too far into the fact that Harley's an unreliable narrator and she goes all over the place. And this film does the same thing where it starts in, a, in medius res and then goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in weird ways that fit, but it's still out of order. Also, something which is interesting but weird is that it focuses on them as children. However, it's the actors who are in their 20s playing these children. Well, I think that for Meg and Joe March, it's okay because at the beginning of the story, they're already, you know, out, out to society or close to being out to society. At that point, women don't change very much. But it's Beth and Amy. Like, Amy, you really see grow up. And in all the other adaptations somebody else plays her as a child and somebody else plays her as an adult because she's a little girl that's too young to like boys and she's in you know school where kids are trying to dip each other's hair into ink and and then when she grows up she gets married at the end so she's like she goes through some massive changes um and then beth is is, is playing with a dolly but this supposed is supposed to be a little girl but it's a this is similar to, if you listen to our Spyrokin movie review, we talked about Excalibur back in, our, in the 20s of the review. And now when we talk about how Gabriel Burns is playing young King Arthur and he looks like he's, he looks like he's mentally challenged because yeah. he's, he's a 40-year-old man playing a 13-year-old. Yeah. This is kind of similar to that. Not to that degree, but it's... it's a like, I, I did think that was a really... I, and I think... It's I, a weird choice. Yeah. And I think, you know, out of the four daughters, if you're going to have... Some play, be the same character as semi-children, teenagers to adulthood. It's definitely Meg and Joe March, but the other two need to have child actors. In my opinion. And that was a point of, well, issue with it. The film is, is, a, is a unique adaptation of this story. Um, the... I loved the... When it came to like the costumes and all of well, the this, houses were were well, it's nominated for best costumes. But all of the yeah, but I'm that's just one of my things. Is I like all the costumes and all of the houses were historic houses filmed in variety of locations in Massachusetts. Yes, it has, and it is. There's so much history in Massachusetts. I thought that was really cool. There is a lot of history and. Uh, in this film as well. It, it brings up a bunch of points which you wouldn't think of. And as a film, there's something which I can't spoil, but the ending of this film is left to your interpretation because the director... I also hate when they do that. Greta Gerwig wanted to do something very dramatically different. 
than the norm. Now, in the original book, because I could spoil this because it's over 100 years old, in the original book, all the girls end up getting married, and Joe ends up... Not all of them. No, well, true, not all of them. But Joe gets Joe gets married to a doctor, and things are going to be good, and she may become a writer later in life. This film does something completely different. But Joe, in the original book, Joe marries Professor Bear, and who has encouraged her writing and makes her be more honest but, and go after a bigger goal. But and she'll do it. Li- but she'll look at it, do it later, later in life. Not- but they also look at each other as like equals and it's not just this is a this is my wife and she's going to be a token on my arm like it's a different kind of relationship however this film does something very different and dramatic and it's left to your interpretation how it goes and that on the one hand it's no matter what i say i feel like i'm going to be considered a horrible person so i'm just going to leave it as it was not my cup of tea the ending i prefer I just feel the ending just was a little too... I chose to believe neither and that both happened because I like a happy ending. Yes, because it just... It's, and I'm romantic. It's a, it is a film which, if you... Well, one, if you are intrigued with historical period pieces, I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, I so enjoyed it. I, like, kicked my feet around. I, I think that some of the other versions are better. In this one, I think. I don't think this is the superior Little Women adaptation. I'm maybe oh, the I loved maybe Meryl's. the '94 version. The '94 version is one of my absolute, absolute hands down favorite. But I love Meryl Street as um, the the wealthy wealthy aunt. I really enjoyed Sarsi. I'm probably saying her name wrong. I really enjoyed Sarsi and her view and i thought her there's this one particular scene when she's in the attic and she's a little bit older and she she breaks down to her mom and she's you know she wants to be loved and i thought that was so raw and honest and beautiful and i could relate to that so so well that like for me she's an actress to to watch i don't know what else she's done um but I thought that was she's, just she's done a bit. She's she's done she's done quite a bit. But I thought that was just so brutally honest and and full of emotion and and the right right care like the right everything. It was so um, so I really liked a lot of the parts of this. It's the ending I I think makes the '94 version still a little bit more my favorite and i liked but, that they had younger actresses play the kids but, but the actors are all great the the, yeah. the the visuals are great and it's just that a couple of nitpicks that lower this for me right now because i'm not doing a full review i i give this a borrow from a friend huh i it's, think we're gonna own it so well we'll see if we i really like it well but you guys let us know what you guys think if you watch it also it's a pretty well is this a date movie? You bring someone brings on a date movie, honestly, with the I, over over the overarching tone of the film. I think that it's not a first date. I think you should. I think it's a great date night if you're in a real relationship because in a I strong think, relationship. In a strong relationship because um, one, I think I'm not alone. I cried in this movie. I laughed. I cried. It was an emotional roller coaster. So you're gonna want to see it with someone who you are fine crying in front of. 
Um, but with like the tone and how it ends, like Greta's choice on the ending thing, like it's interesting. I think it's a good date night for couples. It could, it could be. I think it could be depending on where you are in your relationship. I don't think, like, this is not like Marriage Story where this will destroy a relationship. No. This is not that it's not Cautionary Tale, but it's, it's if you're on Shake Grounds, it's not going to be a great watch. However, let us know what you think. Do you think this is a good date movie? That's our random question of the day. Let us know. Um, I think that's all we could talk about without spoiling it, so we're going to end here. I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're Gonsville. We'll catch you guys next time. Keep watching movies and keep reading manga. We'll see you next. Bye.